0: Welcome to episode 8 of the DC Drop, where we talk all the news from this week in DC movies, TV, and comics. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. We'll talk about some Aquaman news to start. Nothing really surprising, but director James Wan has confirmed that no Justice League characters, other than, of course, Aquaman, will be in that film, a confirmed to Entertainment Weekly. Not surprising there, but now we have confirmation.
1: Yeah, not surprising. This is definitely... um out kind of outside of the scope of the other characters if we're going to be doing a lot of stuff underwater and in Atlantis there's not this is really like a coming of age and kind of origin story for Aquaman and so I, I don't think they need to involve any of the other characters from Justice League I'm um, they've got enough characters to juggle right now so I'm I'm glad that they're staying more focused on him
0: absolutely there's so much going on in that first trailer that I don't know where you would even fit in there's not a natural way to fit in a Justice League character unless Orm is you know going to attack the surface world and someone flies by and is like, hey, what are you guys doing? Uh, I don't even think that would be natural. so That makes sense to me. The, the article does say, this isn't from Juan, but what the article says is maybe a post-credit scene or something like that. That would be cool. I don't know that there's a natural one unless they want to tease Shazam or something like that. I think it's more likely that a post-credit or mid-credit scene could set up a sequel, maybe with Black Manta doing Something bigger, similar to what happened with Green Lantern.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think that's more likely the case. And like you said, if it's not serving the story, there's no point in putting it in. If it if it doesn't add to the story substantially, there's, there's no reason to bring in the Justice League characters. Uh, next up, Warner Brothers has put a Supergirl film into early development, according to Deadline. So this is still really early days. There's no director or producers attached. It says that the studio is a ways away from what likely will be a search to get a female director, and that is in the nascent stages.
0: Right, Uh, very early. The deadline says it's on the drawing board. It doesn't sound like, uh, yeah, it just sounds like very early stages. So this could absolutely go into the pile, the list of several other DC projects that we don't know when or if they will get made. Things like Nightwing, Lobo, Deathstroke, Batgirl, all kinds of other films that maybe the script comes together and the studio likes it and they do it. Um, but this one I think joins that group, although it is, does have a leg up on some of those other ones because it was put into development under the new leadership with Toby Emmerich and Walter Hamada. Yeah. And
1: there is a, there is a writer working on the script Warren in who's done Cloverfield Paradox. He was one of the writers on 22 Jump Street and some other unreleased projects so far is, working on that script right now uh, according to deadline
0: yeah so it doesn't sound like it's anything that's going to be soon but we'll see uh what do you think about a potential supergirl film
1: yeah i mean supergirl is a fantastic character and i i i am sure i would thoroughly enjoy any film i see that has her in it or she's the main focus of but it's a hard sell right now to I'm normally the one who's way more optimistic about having different versions of the character. But with with the TV show and then also with already a cinematic Superman, it just makes it a little bit harder to sell for me. I, I don't find myself getting quite as excited about this because I I it kind of puts into question the status of the next Man of Steel film. If they're pushing this up and working on this, where does that leave? You know, Henry Cavill and that
0: Superman? Well, I mean, uh publicly warner brothers has shown basically no interest in doing a superman film from anything you know anything you see from the trades i mean there's nothing uh all those 20 some films they put in development we haven't heard anything about a writer or director or anything like that for a superman movie so as far as we know that doesn't seem like something they're going they're interested in uh as sad as that makes me hopefully that's not the case and, and something's being worked on but um yeah it I think I agree with you on most points. Supergirl is an awesome character, and I I would love to see a Supergirl film. It is, if if it sounds like I'm being negative, it's only because Supergirl would probably be the last choice for a DC film that I would like to see put in development in you know in this universe, uh, just because there is the show going on, and this film is going to take two to three years if it gets made at least at minimum, and there's a good chance the show is off air by that time. But still, I don't I don't think it's a great choice to have a show named Supergirl and a movie named Supergirl. I think it it deletes the brand, dilutes the brand, hurts the box office potential, um, confuses people, all of those things. I think those are all really important. And so if you want to have another female-led superhero film, I I think Supergirl is a great choice. And unfortunately, a lot of the best DC superhero, female superheroes are part of a team. So hopefully we get Big Barda with a big role in New Gods. You know, if if a Teen Titans film ever happened, Starfire, you know, Starfire is another character, but she's a, a Teen Titans character. So, as far as a solo character, that's questionable. But I would, I would, I like, I prefer Supergirl to Hot Girl, but I would rather see a Hot Girl film be put in development. And uh, there's no reason they can't be both. But uh, these things take a while, and we can only you only get one every so often. So it is a real head scratcher for me to see a, a Supergirl film put in development, even though I think it could be great. Although the writer doesn't necessarily inspire the most confidence. Um, I do love Twenty Two Jump Street, but he's just one of several people to get writing credit on that, so I don't know how responsible he is for it. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to think. This wasn't, this wasn't one of those projects I'm excited to see put in any form of development. Although not many DC projects I am, just because there's so many out there right now. Yeah, and you know, in an alternate universe, we
1: would be jumping up and down, just crazy excited about a Supergirl film coming out. But like you said, just everything with the TV show and with no word on a man of steel sequel it that just makes the, it dampens the mood of this a bit
0: right there's if this was um if there was a man if there was a superman movie in development that was going to introduce kara and they wanted to have a script in waiting just in case the character was a hit and to do a spinoff that would make a lot of sense and also i'm not a fan of splitting up the super family and the bat family Uh, Same thing with the Nightwing and Batgirl films. I would like to see those characters in Batman. I would like to see Supergirl in a Superman film, uh, just because that's sort of that whole universe, and rather than splitting it up, is something I would like to see. But I I know Batman and Superman are, if they were at a separate studio, they would probably be big enough for that studio to try to do a universe just with those characters and in that world. So it's a tricky thing. But um i guess we'll just have to wait and see on this like we do with all things put in early stages of development
1: and it could end up being that it could be end up being a supergirl film which features superman in a good portion of the film you know it's her movie but then we still get to see a lot of henry cavill and that would be pretty cool uh
0: so also from that deadline article uh sort of just threw in some confirmation that birds of birds of prey will be going into production in January and the flash will be going into production in February of 2019.
1: Yeah. So again, just kind of details at the bottom of the, or mixed in that we didn't really know for sure, but yeah, that's pretty exciting. That's,
0: that's very soon. Right. Um, not really surprising that birds of prey is going that, that well and exciting for the flash as well. Um, we get the there's so there's some untitled i looked at 2020 dc dates because they you know they stack for the last several years they stack up those untitled dc films dates and they've got february 14th april 3rd june 5th and july 24th two of those were were once attached to green lantern Corps and cyborg i don't know that those are going to be ready uh anytime soon so it seems that these films could fill some of those dates uh most likely dc will not choose those exact ones but it's interesting i could see something like birds of prey in february and the flash in april or early june something like that yeah those that that makes
1: sense um i think flash obviously i think flash is going to take longer to put together than birds of prey it's probably going to be a lot more intensive in the post production so pushing that back to the end you know pushing that back to the summer maybe
0: makes sense yeah, but then we've also got the fact that Matt Reeves just mentioned how the Batman could go into production spring-summer of 2019, and you would think they would want Bat, Batman for the summer. Uh, Batman's historically always come out in the summer, and he's a bigger property, so they would would like to have him in the summer as opposed to Flash. But it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. But after Wonder Woman 84, it looks like Birds of Prey, The Flash, and then Batman could be the next three films in in this dceu
1: yeah it doesn't you know it doesn't really feel like it right now because there isn't a ton of stuff coming out but very soon we're going to start getting into the situation where dc is probably just going to run out of time they just have too many movies and projects which is a good thing for fans but it it does get tricky scheduling all these
0: things well yeah and it looks like we could have three films in production at the same time hypothetically spring of next year or you know later spring even so that that's pretty exciting all right, and then next up,
1: we know who the villain's going to be in that Birds of Prey film. It's going to be Black Mask, according to the ramp. So Roman Sinois, or Black Mask is a crime boss who has been in the comics since 1985. You probably know him. He's the guy with the black mask. <laughs>
0: <That's>, <laughs> some comic book characters just have the best names to <laughs> sum up what they are. Which one? Which one's he? He's he's the guy with the black mask. Yeah, he's been in he's been in a lot of animation and Arkham, the Arkham video game series. He was pretty cool in that. Uh but other than that, there was a Sionis type of character, a different Sionis in Gotham, but never really been in live action. And I really like Black Mask, but he's not one of my top, I don't know, three or four choices for a Batman movie. So I think it makes sense to put him in something like Birds of Prey, where he can be the villain there. And it's definitely someone I want to see in a in a film, but I would choose other people for Batman, and it looks like so would Matt Reeves. So Black Mask is a really good I don't want to say a consolation prize. Uh, because the real stars of Birds of Prey are going to be the Harley and Black Canary and Huntress and those, but uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's a good choice.
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's a good choice. I still would have liked to see a female villain, but um, if you're if you're not going with that, Black Mask is is definitely a good choice. He's a little farther down the list on Batman villains, like you said, but still pretty high up. So great for that's that's the blessing and the curse of the Batman cast of characters is there's just so many good characters that you can't have them all in the main Batman film so um it's good that there's all these other films popping up that we can use them in
0: yeah I agree and and maybe there could be a secondary female villain or maybe the maybe there's a the true villain is a female and she has black mask she's pulling black mask strings or something like that I don't think that's the case but uh it could be And on to animation. So Justice League Throne of Atlantis from 2015, the animated movie, is going to be re-released with a commemorative edition on November 13th of this year. So this isn't new. Wonder Woman and Justice League, the New Frontier, did those prior to the live action films. Uh, There's a trailer on YouTube, but it's just a trailer of the original film. So that's it. Uh, I don't know if this is a lot of people are going to run out to buy this, but it's pretty cool because it's also going to be available on 4K for the first time.
1: Yeah, it's it's always exciting when these these great old animated, not an even old, 2015. So when these <laughs> these great animated films come back out and you can get them in, in the higher definition, and yeah, it's obviously a very good tie-in to the live-action film. Um, I this, the story is probably going to parallel it pretty pretty closely, I
0: would imagine. Yeah, and uh, comm- it's funny though. Commemorative edition for yeah. we're commemorating something that happened three and a half years ago. <laughs> and we really just want an excuse to put it back on store shelves but it, it is good to for people who didn't know about it and didn't know about aquaman a few years ago a chance for them to get some some an animated story about him yeah on to dc universe joe blow paul Shirey at joe blow had an interview with one of the heads of dc universe and he took uh it was allowed to take video with details in a demo of dc universe so it's a lot of stuff we've seen before but it was cool to get a behind the scenes look you can check out the link in the show notes if you want to see that but some of the new stuff that we didn't know about were character pages where there are going to be character pages for specific people so you want to click on the flash you can see videos you'll probably see the the 90s flash tv series some justice league animated episodes that focus on the flash and comics that are available to read all, all on that character page so if you want to learn about a specific character i'm assuming there'll be other ones for things like hawk and dove and things like that so i think that's really cool and smart yeah, it's it's cool.
1: I, I love seeing this this walkthrough, just actually seeing it in action. And he, he even I think you mentioned at the beginning, it's like almost intentionally overwhelming. There's so much stuff and, and things to do and there's articles to read and whatnot. And yeah, it, it looks like you're never going to be you're never going to open that up and be like, man, there's nothing to do or nothing to see. I've see-
0: gone through all this already. Right. And they the interface, I guess, if you call it, is mostly like a streaming service, but it also has. It puts comics up there pretty pretty quickly, but you can always continue reading, continue watching. There's that section, so that looks pretty cool. There's going to be an encyclopedia which users can contribute to, and they can choose the best, but I don't think that it's not going to be like a Wikipedia type thing. There's going to be some information already there. Um, there's also going to be the ability to purchase individual comics through the app. That's interesting. I wonder if it's going to be linked to the ReadDC.com comicsology, where comics you've already purchased can then get imported into this and comics you purchase on dc universe can also get exported out so if you ever cancel the the membership it will be you'll get to keep those comics elsewhere uh that's something i'd i'd wonder about but that's pretty cool so if you've got you know if you want to buy comics you can do it you buy your new comics you can do it through there yeah it
1: it keeps he was asking you know it's a very natural question like are new issues going to be available on here right away and the basically the answer was no and but you can buy them and still read them through here so that's that's definitely a way to to add that new content and which is cool The the one thing that you you mentioned and i was still confused about was the encyclopedia part like having the competition because <laughs> his example was like maybe we'll leave the section about kryptonite kryptonite blank and then have people explain to us what kryptonite does and then pick the best answer and that seemed kind of confusing, but. I think they're just trying to find different ways to like involve people, which is cool. That's I think that's a big focus
0: of this is like the community aspect. Yeah, they're they're pushing that community aspect a little bit, and they're going to moderate that so vulgarity and everything it won't be allowed in there, which I think it'll, will make it a more pleasant place to to be. Uh, there's also going to be offline download options, so you can download episodes similar to the other streaming stuff or download comics to read when you you're not connected to the internet. That's very good. They also showed off that comic book reader and it does look really cool on a big screen TV Um, and they they have this scrub option, which I don't think is available. I don't know that it's available anywhere, but I think that's the new thing uh, where you can sort of fast forward and rewind. So if you want to flip through several pages quickly rather than pressing, you know, left arrow 17 times to go back 17 pages, you sort of hold your finger down and swipe over and it. It rewinds it really fast. That looks really cool. Or, or on the remote, you can use arrows and things like that. But I think that looks pretty sweet. Yeah,
1: it, it looks really cool. And it's definitely something I think you have to see to understand it. Because I like just reading about it, I didn't, couldn't really picture it in my mind. But yeah, it, it looks very cool and a way kind of nicer way to get through comic books instead of on digital platforms, instead of swiping one panel at a time.
0: Yeah, especially for reference materials where you're like, yeah, I know it was in that book, but I don't know where. Oops, swipe, right. swipe, 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 swipe. All right. Uh, things like that that's pretty cool and and it's going to debut in the u.s first to sort of make sure the kinks are worked out but they will they do intend to expand to other markets once everything's good to go so good
1: yeah i'm I'm glad that they're going to expand you know some of the other i think we talked about boomerang one of their other services that you know still now is only available in the u.s so but that doesn't look like that's going to be the case for this which makes sense this is a much bigger market they're trying to tap into all right, next up, Ruby Rose has been cast as Kate Kane, Batwoman for The CW. So she's going to appear in December's Arrow Supergirl Flash crossover and star in Batwoman if it gets ended up ends up being ordered to series. Yeah,
0: we've got our Batwoman pretty quick. Had you heard of Ruby Rose before?
1: I've not. She, she's she been in Orange is the New Black, John Wick, uh, the second and third parts, and The Meg, which I've only seen the first John Wick, so I missed out on her by one John <laughs> Wick's amount. Um, but no, I, I have not seen her in anything yet.
0: Okay, yeah, she she mostly gets an action scene from what I remember of her and John Wick. But this is surprising. Usually, when the CW casts a lead, I've never seen them in anything. I, I do like most of their choices so far for leads. But so this is kind of a a big name. This is kind of a big get. Someone who's been in some some pretty big movies and uh, is relatively well known as an actress.
1: Yeah, a pretty a pretty big name, especially for maybe something that doesn't end up getting ordered to series. Although I I assume that it it, it will be. Um, right. But yeah, yeah I,
0: I think it's got a good chance and she's at least got some action experience too with the the John Wick films and stuff like that. I know I, I'm not suggesting Batwoman will have the the series will have the same caliber of action as the John Wick films or anything like that. But I think that's pretty cool that she's got some training and, and she's in shape and all that stuff already. Yep. Uh,
1: and then according to Deadline, the crossover is not going to be just like a backdoor pilot. Um, the CW plans to produce a traditional full out pilot for the show to try to get it
0: ordered to series which which is good. Yeah, that is good, but I wonder how I'm just curious how they're going to set that up if if the that would you would assume Batwoman would already be established then at the time of the crossover. So then will we see her origin later in the series or will they not show her origin or do flashbacks or things like that? I'm curious how that all is going to fit in, but I I do like the approach of it having a a more traditional pilot, so You know, you plan for it to be a series, and you just get a taste of the character in in the crossover. Yeah,
1: and they they keep getting better and better with their pilot episodes as time goes on. So high
0: hopes for this one as well. Yeah, and Rose talked about the role on Jimmy Fallon. There's a link to YouTube. It's pretty cool to see her. She's really excited for the role. Uh, Definitely something she seems to have a lot of passion about, and is excited. And so that's just cool to see her excited about it.
1: Yeah, it's always excited to see, or it's always cool to see the person who's going to play the character
0: you know and love, be excited about it. Yeah, she knows it's going to be an important character to a lot of people. And on Batwoman, Batman will not appear. CW President Mark Petowitz talked to Entertainment Weekly. Not shocking, but he said, there's no discussion about a series. Batman already exists in the era of because last season Oliver Queen mentioned his name at one point. And Batwoman, if the series goes forward, lives in Gotham. There's no plan at this time to have Batman appear. Uh, well, he mentioned Bruce Wayne, not Batman. But I I guess I'll give Pedowitz a, a slide there. Um this isn't surprising to me and I I don't have a problem with this at all.
1: Yeah. It would it would be upsetting if they said, and you will see your favorite Batman person at some point. If if they told you they were gonna see Batman, I th- I think that would be more upsetting than hearing you're not gonna see Batman.
0: <laughs> yeah. And Batwoman really doesn't need Batman, her origin story. I mean the only thing she takes from Batman is that she sees that his figure, the, the bat and the night scaring people. And she's like, Oh, that's cool. I should do something like that. But she's, it's not like she's trained by Batman or anything like that. She's trained, you know, she's military trained on her own. She can, she can just come up with a costume by herself, her, or her dad, as, as it happens in the comics. Yeah.
1: Uh, moving on to other casting news in the TV world. Joyven Wade has been cast as cyborg in doom patrol. On DC Universe. So he's been in Big School, Doctor Who, and The First Purge. Again, things I have not seen, so I'm not familiar with him. Have you seen any of those, Tom? <laughs> uh,
0: no, I don't I don't think I've seen him in anything before. It's, it always amazes me how much movie and TV content is out there. Right. Uh,
1: so it's a cyborg is going to be responsible for bringing the team together, but the size of his role on the show in total is unclear at
0: this point. Yeah, I'm we have no idea how he's going to fit in. You know, the description said he's going to bring the team together, but is he going to be a member of the doom patrol or is he just going to pop in at the end of every episode and be like, Hey, I need you guys to do this or you guys screwed up. I need you to do something different. I I have no idea. I wonder how that's going to, going to fit. And I I would have preferred a character other than cyborg again, because of the the multiple versions just show someone we haven't seen. But like with, like with Superman, we don't know when cyborg is going to pop up again wonder if he's going to pop up again in, in the movies. so uh, i'm glad to see more of cyborg because i do like the character i do wonder what he will what the design will look like on on the dc universe budget though
1: yeah that's that's the tough part especially with this character is now that we've seen him in all his cgi glory in justice league it, it might be hard to go back to the the glowing sweatshirt of smallville days but i'm <laughs> assuming it's going to be somewhere in between those two <laughs> i
0: hope so I hope yeah. it's not quite all the way back to the, the glowing sweatshirt, as you like to call it.
1: Uh, and then last up today, Kiana Madeira from Scared, or Sacred Lies sorry, has been cast in a recurring role in season five of The Flash. She's going to play Spencer Young slash Spin, a young aspiring social media influencer who
0: seizes the opportunity to make herself famous when she discovers there is a new hero in Central City. Yeah, this, uh, this is going to be a gender swapped version of the character. Spin is a male in the in the comic. So they, they did this before with Top a couple years back. I think it was season three. Top showed up and was a female instead of a male. So, yeah, it sounds like it's going to spin heavily. That was not intended. Spin heavily into a social media buzz type thing. I don't know how that's going to work out, but the character is going to first appear in episode four. Mm-hmm.
1: What I'm most excited about is whatever fake social media app platform that they come up with for the show and then, like, how it compares to real ones in real life and how goofy it looks and then in 10 years looking back at how dated it looks
0: (laughs) that is that is a weird thing to look forward to i think i don't know i'm pretty sure cisco if in the show if he wanted to come up with a social media he would come up with the best social media of all time to end all social medias and he'd do it on his lunch break
1: that's true very true
0: yeah but uh getting closer more casting for these tv seasons is only a couple months away now from the return of the cw shows especially all right that's all we've got for today thanks for listening and we'll be back again soon